The following bonus episode of the Old World Levy ES has been approved for no audience. It has not passed any editing nor has it been deemed safe for consumption. Listener discretion beware. Have a nice time, enjoy summer, and see you all in the next proper episode. You have me, Krell, and... Jens! I'm back! Where have you, you can... been, Jens? I've been doing... <laughs> Stuff, you know, stuff the with the things, do. yeah, stuff and Not the it. things. Jeez, uh, no, mostly stuff. The things, oh, okay, okay. Uh, I've got some things, so that'll be later. Oh, that's good to know. So, obviously, just the two podcast tonight, all the other members having things to do and just people to meet. And uh, I don't know, I mean, I have no idea. What do people do? I don't know, watch the Eurovision. I don't know, is that even on? I guess, maybe. Ugh. Apparently, there's this show called Game of Thrones I should be watching. I don't know. Uh, it's a thing. Isn't that over? Well, it's great. You don't know <laughs> shit. I don't know shit. <laughs> I thought we were recording today. and just... Yeah. No, it's going to be great. Today, we're going to talk a bit about us. We're going to talk a bit about what we've been going on with. Jens may or may not have had some arcane misgivings with some paints that create contrast within your lives. Yes, there will be a report on the contrast paints. Loved by all, covered by many. I've tried the contrast paints out, but I kind of fucked up with them, so I don't have a lot to say except for the fact that you should really, really make sure you have a bright base color before you apply them. Yeah, I got the, the spray uh, undercoat. So I, I did it right for once. That's good. I tried to airbrush like a light gray on, and the light gray is not really conductive to with the contrast paints, so yeah. that's my bad. But now, and that's half time, it will be glorious. The other part of the half of that bad gain sacrifices to Nagash. So, hey, more oh, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, more souls for the uh, the god of death. Speaking of sacrificing time to the god of death, Jens, what have you been up to lately? I did paint five great swords, and now I'm painting some some flaglands. But stuff. Defo, tell us what did you buy? So I bought uh, some empire stuff from uh, from the Swedish version of eBay. Uh, I managed to grab uh, and what, like some, a real one, a real one in metal. Whoa! And I grabbed the same lot was like a, a Templar Grandmaster, a Wizard, some more great swords, which I'm probably going to give to Jimmy. And that was all for like 350, including shipping. So yeah, that's basically nothing. Like what, 28 euros? I guess or a million yeah. Australian dollars? Yeah, something like a gazillion, bazillion. Imaginary number of dollar reduce. 250 bison dollars. <laughs> yeah. And I did buy like a whole fourth edition, third edition wood, which I did manage to, uh, you know, the plastic monopose archers. Yes. I got some of you, right? Yeah. Yeah, I gave you a plastic bag of them. Yeah. And uh, I dunked them into, I don't know what it's called in English, but theater, you know, the, the good stuff. Oh, yeah. It's uh, almost like brake fluid, super strong alcohol. Yeah, yeah. And I was afraid it was plastic because I've tried it before on a, on a different kind of plastic and it didn't work out as well. But And all it did was just hurt this super powerful alcohol, right? The alcohol yeah. dissipated. Yeah, but now it's... Uh, I'm giving them a good scrub and two of them actually look all right. So I'm going to dunk the rest of them in and see uh, if I can scrub all the paint off of them. And then, then I have like... 1,500 points of wood lying around. 
that I don't have time to do, but... Eh. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have time to play with, and that, you know... Yeah, yeah, but but I want them, so, so now I have them. Buying happiness is the only true happiness. Oh, yeah. This is uh, Whittles were my first army ever when I was like 12 years old. So this is really giving me a nostalgia boner, fidgeting through all the little dryads and glade riders, stuff like that. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, did you even way back then? Did you have like the tin? Almost oh, no. I guess pewter or lead. The lead looks like a tree trunk throwing his arms into the air, yelling. Uh, yeah, he's got like one arm up and one arm down, just bellowing. I got like that perfect one. to stab someone to death at, like in the queue to McDonald. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he and the metal steam tank is like prime murder weapon material. I think those and items of the nest point of discussion demons have to be like the prime stabo materials. I'm pretty sure Rene Bird from the old world or Chris would say this, but they have like really flimsy spikes. Yeah, yeah. I, I did manage to when I was like 13 or 14. You know the 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 glade used to have spears. They're like <laughs> yeah, little yeah. guys with spears. Oh, I yeah, I, yeah, a few of those like fell into my chair and I was gonna down and paint and they managed to stab myself in the ass with a <laughs> Glade Guard Spear. That was uh, an very... awakening yeah. on several levels. Yeah, so now I am a dedicated Slanesh worshipper, and uh, that was the origin of that. <laughs> and that man grew up to be the founder <laughs> of the cult of Slanesh. Oh, yeah. Classic system. Uh, but that's all I've been buying. Uh, I've got some more. Oh, I got some more great swords as well. I bought like 25, 30 of them. So, got loads of great swords to do. Gonna do a big fucking unit, massive. And then I'm going to use the alternate Empire army list that allows me to use great swords as core oh, <coughs> and yeah. Hellblasters as special. <coughs> yeah, just throwing that in there. That's because my experience with your Hellblaster <laughs> is it's blowing itself up in my face and me like feeling a bit bad because I'm laughing. I'm laughing yeah. so my hard. Oh my god, I'm laughing. It's more uh, Jimmy's experience. Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy's experience is like life. Lifelong PTSD. I found yeah. you going like, oh no, I miscast. And then like, oh yay, I shot <laughs> all the guns that could possibly fire for all time until the end of all that ceases to be. Yeah. Shoot 72 missiles? I don't even remember. I think I killed shots that it fired. I think I killed 28 goblins or something. It was still just goblins, but it was it was glorious. <laughs> it's like the last the last samurai. Except <laughs> oh, yeah. just gobos and empire. Chugga, chugga, chugga. Yeah, that's... Uh... That's good stuff. Except nobody put like their hat on their chest and like stopped shooting the gobbles in the face because they admired their courage. Just shot harder. <laughs> Shoot more. Oh, and I did in that lot with the uh, the steam tank and stuff like that. Uh, I also got a new Hellblaster, so now I've got two. Fuck you, goblins. <laughs> watch, dead. watch out, Jimmy. I'm, I'm gunning for you. <laughs> Literally. Literally and figuratively. It's so what do you up to? Uh, I just have to tell you, I played a game today of 8th edition I'll talk a bit about it later I'm very sorry to everybody who expected 6th edition stuff uh, I actually picked up a metallic demon model today mm. I caught it as it was dropping off the table and it genuinely cut my thumb <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that some of the skin came off I'm like huh that's weird at least I'm not then I started bleeding <laughs> a bit sharp bits yeah I mean electric take took care of that I'm just like so shocked that those old like Demon models have really sharp tips. Oh, yeah. So what have I been up to? I've uh, the non-denominally fancy stuff. I'm like building some Necromunda train. 
Nine, which is another old game that we all love. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for my Warhammer Fantasy stuff, I've finally made some real headway with my Legions of Chaos. Nice. A bit more about Legions of Chaos and Hordes of Chaos and Tales in this show. In this very segment, we shall slake, we shall slake your unnatural lusts regarding that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, is mainly Beastmen. But it turns out, even in 6th edition, they're sheep as ships. So I've backed them up with some demons and some skullduggery and magic with the Warriors of Chaos. Nice. How much is so that? So as of... How many points? Just basic to that weapon. question. Uh, the thing is, in 6th edition, if you want to have like a gore, like the bullheaded man most people think is just, you know, the beastman to go to, you have to take some ungors as well, which is just, you know, like this uh, piece of crap. Yeah, the Sorry, but... little uggos. Yeah, you have like 10 of those fucking Uggs in the back. Let's see, I have to go around. The book is not super intuitive. Uh-huh. the hell? Uh, anyway, I'll get back to you, but I can tell you that a Beastman costs as much as... I'm guessing six. Close. How close? Eight, eight points, all right. It costs eight points for a Gore and uh, five points for an Ungor. There are so many different, just the sixth edition, there are like four different ways of playing it. You have Hordes of Chaos, and then you have Beasts of Chaos, and then you have just the Unhindered Storm of Chaos. So lots of chaos for your flavors. Mm-mm-mm. 40 Gores, always a good, nice, nice, unit nice round number. Yeah. And yesterday I did the Five Knights of Chaos, which in sixth edition is, I think, Five Knights is the better part of 250 points. Tell yeah. that much. Did you do the the metal ones? No, actually, I did the new ones. Shame Plastic on me. Ones. The 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 new new ones, the the big uh, yep. massive guys. Yeah, and they're thirty three points a pop in sixth edition, and they're just insane. Then you bring like nice. a knight, and you give the marks. Close with the new new chaos knights is that it's almost impossible to like rank them up because they're like leaning ah. in the saddle. They've got like a descending pose. They're doing like, you know, the casual Conan slaughtering a village of innocent people, get rid of steel. They just won't sit up straight. I, I understand, yeah. So how did, so, you, did you do that? Uh, basically, stuff and a lot of patience. And then I actually took Jimmy's voice. He was my Obi-Wan Kenobi in this. And he like whispered in my ear and said, just fucking put him next to one another before you finish them off. Yeah. So I did. It. Because you have to make sure that they don't lean too much, and you have to like really center them in the square base. Yeah. Did you ever put together the the old uh, orc boys? No. That was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> so I can I can understand how hard this is, but doing a whole fucking unit of orc boys is like nope, never again. I'm all monoposed or plastic, then I can't fuck that up. I like my models like I like my intercourse. Monopose, <laughs> static, and gray. Exactly. Uh, you can quote me on that, folks. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, yeah, so the thing was back in the day, nobody was like, oh, you can't put them on 25 mil bases, just go 32 mil, and you get like the big square one. Yeah. Back in the day, you'd get like, I don't know, beaten in public by your friends. Hey, you got the big base. You did that to get an unfair advantage. Now yeah. none of your movement trays work. You get laughed out of stars. Yeah. <laughs> Boo! Pelt him with garbage, <laughs> and then he throw lizard men at you. Uh, ah, ah, the sick. <laughs> so earlier today, I decided also for some goddamn reason to do fifteen ungors, uh, just bob guys. They are horrible not, in yeah. every version of the game. Yeah, because why not? I just wanted to add something with like a BS. 
And I tried to ambush them. And literally, of course, my friend got to place them. So they wound up in one corner where nothing happened. So I just ran <laughs> over the entire field. Classic deep strike mishap. Yeah. Did they survive, though? They did, because my friend was like, Ungors aren't really going to do anything. I'm just going to ignore them. And then towards, I think, the absolute last turn, they ran into the side of a group of Skaven slaves, like 30 of them. And these 10 Ungors just decided to somehow go insane and get frenzy and just start hacking Skaven apart. Dang. So they like, grabbed up 100 victory points. Huzzah, Ungors doing stuff. See you in hell, Ratman. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Ratmen are really iconic, and I love them as a model. But I keep losing to them, so today I actually got a Vic. Sweet. So sweet. Well deserved. Yeah, it really wasn't. Also, like <laughs> I told you before the cast, I got to paint one of my favorite Slanish models ever. Yeah! Tell me about it. The the boob snake. Yes, Mohawk Head Mac Boob Snake. It's like one of the first, uh, I guess, yeah, it must have been a metal bag. Anyway. It's a huge coiling fiend of Slanish with one of them. And there's like a large fin in the back. Like uh, almost like, what do you call it? It has fin, like yeah. a large fin on the back. And I remember back in the day, it also had like black glossy eyes and like sharp uh, long tongues. And then you have like this knight who in one high heel and one boot mm. and one breastplate and one very not breastplate. And it has a long spear and a huge mohawk. Yeah, that model is, uh, pun intended, the tip. It really is. And I spoke to him. He's like, oh, how are you going to paint? I'm like, I'm going to do like pink and black and a lot of studs. He's like, oh, you're going to go for like the 80 Poodle Rock look. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And then you're just Googling uh, Poodle Rock bands on the on the interwebs. Yeah, I woke up like just uh, talking like Twisted Sister, remember? <laughs> yeah. I want to rock! Yeah. Getting beaten up. Yeah. Yeah! Just That's owing money a... to the state because yeah. I never paid them for Final Countdown. That's the that's the right way to go. Defo. Uh, so yeah, I finished that up. If you're in a dedicated monogamous relationship and you ever want to fuck it up, just look your spouse in the eye, male or female, doesn't matter, and just ask them genuinely how they would paint an erotic boob snake model that's <laughs> roughly two inches high. Uh, the answer might surprise you. Yeah. So much. Yeah, yeah, you should have figured that out. Well, you know, with age, you know, you want to try new things. <laughs> How about we take this uh, this boob snake into the bedroom and uh, just see what happens? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I know what happened. I would not enjoy that scenario. I'm pretty sure we're stabbing, <laughs> bleeding orifices. Yeah, good time. Another thing I picked up, like on the down low, shh, is I managed to find some of the old demonets, like mm. the semi-erotic ones. The Juan um, Diaz ones. Diaz ones, mm. and I'm hoping to paint them up. Good. So now Andreas I have like makes the best the best titties. I think the <laughs> the the boob snake is also a Juan, Juan Diaz uh, sculpt. Yeah, I wonder if do you remember like the old Chaos Spawn, like the old old one in metal that side yeah. out? Yeah. I think he did that one too. Wasn't that uh, Alex Maybe because that and you never see it for sale with eBay or Middlehammer Group. And if you do, it's like euros for this. Yeah, like yeah. I remember now. seeing like lots of those around during the, the glory days. But now that you mention it, not so much now. No, you never see them sold. And they're like, they're so good. I think they're one of those like nightmare models. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like uh, the head is a separate piece and then the arms and tentacles are separate. Piece. I think it's a, 
not a very fun model to put together. I think it's one of those things that if you ever drop it on the floor, you're like, God's grace be with you because I'm giving up. I'm not finding your like tentacle under a cow. Yeah, watch, yeah, like, fuck that. Fucking metals in the middle of the night. You're just gone just now. Just put a gun in your mouth and just like, <laughs> no, I'm out of here. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, so I know it's hard to build. <laughs> that was where I was going to. It's good to work. I don't know if you remember, but a long time ago, I sold you like some, I think, beasts of Nurgle, like the snail things. Oh, yeah, yeah. I still got those lying around somewhere. Those are fucking gorgeous. You want them back? I'm they're gorgeous. Them. No, <laughs> no, you cannot. It's just, I can tell you they're real shit fucking bit together. Because it's like. Oh, yeah. It seemed like pieces. there would be like green stuff galore to get those. Uh, oh, yeah. Those to stick together and not have like a, a massive I... gap in the middle of it. No, because I had to strip them on a garden, so I dropped them in like hand sanitizer, and then I just dropped them in TRL and lifted them. I'm like, weird, there's like glue between the parts, and it's like <laughs> sinuous. And what is this? And then I took it apart and realized that was just like calcified green stuff from ages <laughs> lost. And then tried to put it together, and I'm like, sure, it can't be that bad. And it was like five years ago before I got better with models, metal particularly. And it's just like you have two central burrito like parts for the body and then you have two parts for the head one is like a jaw and then you have like the tentacles yeah. in the forehead tail is a separate part i don't know man it's like yeah, it's it's not great I, i'm guessing that's like oh we we got this new technology we can make the the perfect model just uh, render it in cad and now it's like uh, and back then it was like I don't know. Maybe you'll have to use a ton of green stuff to put it together. I don't fucking know. Buy it. <laughs> Buy it, you fool. I remember Games Workshop when he got in the store, like, I can't put together my own model. And they'd just be like, ah, oh, fuck off with your bullshit. Let me see how hard could it be. And sometimes they tried to put it together in front of you and just like gave up and just gave you a new blister. Yeah, just, just take <laughs> like, this. Here you go. Take this. Get the hell yeah. out of here. You're scared. Get out of here, kid. Remember that my necromancer him sit on the horse properly, and they're like, "Well, here's the problem: you don't have a horse head. This is a skeleton head. It's what came in the box." And they're like, "That's ridiculous." Then he picked up another blister and like literally missed the head. They're like, "You can go through the spare parts bin. <laughs> don't talk to anyone." That's good. Uh, speaking of skeleton horses, yeah, I need a skeleton horse for for stuff. Sure. How many? Uh, just one. I, sure. I might I might get the uh, the new kit but uh, i'm not sure i need more than one horse okay yeah no, we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll, we'll work something out i've got this uh uh blood dragon vamp vampire <gasps> that yeah with the lance and everything is it's very sexy Ooh. and i want to do some do some stuff with that guy but i've got <laughs> the empire stuff and i've got the wooden stuff so yeah way way in the future maybe do you think that if everyone a suspect to our podcast and be like, <laughs> you want to do something sexual with this blood dragon character? Charles, find the drug I, I can't figure out what it is, but it sounds sexual. Who's this Juan Diaz? <laughs> and why does they I don't know why it sounds like a fed from with... the 50s. Yeah, yeah that's uh, my, my podcast history is not. Uh... Please, FBI, if you, if you listen to this, which I know you do, uh, I've done nothing wrong. Uh, don't Don't take my stuff. <laughs> don't look into that statement <laughs> yeah but hey you have northern heresy that's a great podcast yeah shout it out more yeah the the world's most uh, intermittent heresy podcast we we record when we want to and uh, not know, it's, art. <laughs> it's art you can't push art man yeah like yeah that's true that's true yeah we need world to record works. some of that stuff 
more, the world's more most heresy. intermittent 30k podcast. That has to be like stiff competition, though. Like, there's oh a yeah, lot yeah. Of there's uh, some uh, some uh, some podcasts that haven't put out stuff in months, and uh, yeah, that's uh, competition. It's fierce. Yeah, what the hell is Nicholas doing? I mean, those other podcasts. <laughs> yeah, but he he's on here as well. I, I don't know. I, I don't I don't listen to this podcast. I just participate sometimes. <laughs> so if you if you talk smack about me, I wouldn't know. I. I only listen to the the shows I'm in. <laughs> I do the absolutely po- opposite because one for you even listen to the damn podcast. I'm like, <laughs> oh no, I love the podcast. It's great. It's just I love it when everybody else is in it. It's it's the because, best podcast because I never shut world. up. Christopher, uh, like Christopher Carell, sounds like an asshole, and they're like, you do know that's your voice. Oh no, I know, I know, I'm the worst. <laughs> I'm the worst. That's a sp- ah, well, it's a team effort, and I'm the shared <laughs> So, yeah, and on that like sober note, do you want to head over into our next segment, just like a short one, talking a bit about contrasts? Oh yeah, opinions. yeah. Uh, so I did try out the the contrast paints like briefly yesterday, and I did some more painting today. I'm actually painting some flatulence now, but I can't say I'm that in the, the paints. Uh, I mean, I thought it would be like, oh yeah, I can do some some speedy speedy painting on some shit that I'm working on, so I can get shit done. But nah, I mean, the the things I like is the the flesh paints. I hate painting faces and hands and arms and fucking feet on my state troopers. Definitely, it's the worst. Yeah, so that was actually actually good. I mean, I got uh, just one coat and it looks pretty good. But the rest of it, I feel, is not for, not for me. It looks like yeah, I got the uh, snake bite leather paint, just painted the robe of a flatland, and it actually looks like I've taken a, a color and then put a wash on it. But it doesn't look smooth and nice. It looks pretty patchy. So I think I'd be better painting it in a regular color and then doing a wash to get the effects that I want. <laughs> Can I just ask, and maybe I'm an asshole, were you going to say, you said, like, pause for me, were you going to say, it's not for advanced painters? Because <laughs> that's what I was going to say when I used them. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I was going to try some on, uh, like, some plastic dark that I have lying around, just, like, 10 tactical marines, just get them done. But I want to try them on the Flagellants first, because I actually need to paint those guys. And it didn't work for these guys. I'm guessing it would be better for, like, if you're doing some monopost plastic dudes and you don't want to pay too much attention to them, then maybe it's fine. But, I mean, these metal dudes, I want to do some actual work on them. To use them for, like, Mordheim and stuff like that, I need them to look a bit better than just tabletop quality. But I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to try them on some other things and see how they work. I got the... Uh, orc skin one as well when i get around to doing my green skin army which i also have lying about somewhere uh, so maybe that will change things when i'm actually batch painting goblins i guess i'll appreciate it more but for now i'm giving it a, a strong man it's okay i think that i spoke to like jimmy from slg and this is a shout out to jimmy for slg again because i spoke to him today he's like no no i love your podcast i'm like oh okay what do you listen to he's like I don't really have time to listen to podcasts. <laughs> but I, I like the wedding, idea. Like, I like the idea of what you're doing. Okay, uh, cheers. And, no, I spoke, and he had like, 
I, I, list, I spoke to Chris because after the last podcast, I was a bit perplexed because he told me like, I, he's heard people saying they don't want to play against people who use contrasts and people being like really set against it hmm. and like angry. And that like confused me. So I had to like talk to people and yeah, okay, that's apparently a real thing. Like people are like, oh, well, painting with contrast is just like being a lazy piece of shit. I mean, I... I just want to play against people who have painted armies. If people have painted it to the best of their ability, I'm not going to rag on them. Yeah. It might not look like yeah. me. It's probably going to look better, but... And at the end of the day, it's like yeah, a tool. The, I feel the same. It's like, if, if you've painted something to the best of your abilities, or at least tried to paint stuff to the best of your abilities, then, yeah, for I'll play. That's good enough for me. It doesn't have to be Golden Demon standard. No, and I think there are a lot of good people out there who are using contrast space for like advanced techniques, you know, beyond like spray them, Corex white, apply them to different areas, do some occasional highlighting. I've seen like Henry Steele, I've seen some of the dudes from like the Games Workshop. Yeah. And people are doing really cool stuff with it. But I think what you have to understand is the main reason is to make sure that you don't have a lot of gray shit. So Games Workshop yeah. selling new models, obviously, it's a great incitement. And also, it gets things painted. And I think if nothing else, if you start out with contrast and go like, oh, maybe I want to like counter shade a bit and highlight this and do extreme highlighting, that's great. You're just taking yeah. new steps to learn new techniques, and that's perfect. Yeah, because the the another podcast I listened to, uh, shout out to Game Classic Podcast, one of the best gaming podcasts cost that don't talk so much about gaming, just to other shit. Just uh, being classy. Yeah, just being classy. Uh, they were talking about contrast paints as like a step skipper. I mean, the... The stuff that I painted today, I mean, I totally looked like I pushed a wash on, just painted it and then put a wash on. I mean, if you just want to do a quick highlight after that, then you basically save the step. You don't have to put the wash on. It's not rocket science. It's just, you, you skip a step. You don't have to do the basic blending and the basic shading, but you can do all the other stuff if you yeah, want to. Yeah, when I got like back into the hobby a couple of years back and I picked up like Dark Eldar, which to me was a de developmental step in my painting techniques because I stopped doing just Space Marines, like the same piece of armor. Yeah. I used to do like watered down gray, druchy violet, and this occasional highlight a couple of steps and get better, then why not? But what you have to appreciate yeah. is you'll get tabletop quality, maybe a bit above tabletop quality, but it's not going to be like Golden Demon winner. And apparently what people are pissed off is because I asked one of the guys down at the gaming club when I was there earlier, and it was like, well, my problem with contrast paint is you got a bunch of assholes who throw contrast paints on it and they think they're good players. And I'm like, but, so basically you're angry at the fact that people are getting into their hobby and don't have to like fuck up a bunch of models to get better, like you had it. So yeah. your issue is it's not hard for them. I'm, yeah, I mean, do you also it, hate like click models? He's like, yeah, fuck that shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. If contrast paints had been around when I started gaming, man, would my life have been had been easier. I mean, back then, we're really good painters. I was a, a very shitty painter for a lot of time before I actually got decent. But if there had been contrast paints, man, I would have painted like at least a, a decent even back then. Just applying like one thick coat and actually having it be like just a basic color and a bit of shading would have looked tons better than what I did back then. Do you remember like, <laughs> I remember painting without like even shades for a while. Oh, like yeah, when I started yeah, doing yeah. Space Marines. I used like the uh, uh, oil paints he used for like plastic airplanes for a while. 
that was not a good idea. Do you remember like the meme was like back in 2010 where it's like null noil? Null noil <laughs> yeah. will fix everything. Yeah, just dip it. I think yeah, they, so... they've been like uh, not overhyping contrast paints, but maybe making it out to be something that it's not. I, I see it now that I use it as, as I said, more of a, a step skipper. I mean, now I've done the wash and the, the base coat in one go. That actually saves me a bunch of time. Maybe not on these models, but if I'm going to do 20 dudes, then fuck yeah, it's going to save me a lot of time. Yeah, because I tried, I've tried out like three of the colors. I tried out the one called Gillum and Flesh, and yeah. I spoke to the guys in GW. And I was like, what's the difference between Fire Slayer Flesh and Gillum and Flesh? And they're like, okay, Gillum and Flesh is basically Cadian Flesh done with a wash. <laughs> Fire Slayer Flesh is basically a Bogman's Glow with a wash. So we're very wow. honest and upfront about that. That's and then crazy. I tried like Magus purple. Yeah, it was. And Shyish purple. And Shyish purple, I'm like, I want to do demons. Which one do I get? They're like Shyish purple. Are you going to do like Tyranids or Genes of the Cult? I'm like, maybe. Then I'd use uh, Magus purple. Don't forget to highlight mm -hmm. with the proper color. Uh, and for Shyish, it's really, really dark. So if yeah, you're going to use yeah. it for demonettes or like Steeds of Slanish or Seekers or. Mm, awesomeness in general put it on really really bright i'd put on white and even like dry brush it a bit white and then mm. put it on yeah i did use the uh, the bone contrast uh, spray oh how was that oh, it was very nice very very smooth very bony and then i just took a, a white spray and just did a like zenith highlight with the white spray uh, i can't difference but i'm gonna try some more with the the plastic space marine on like even surfaces, does it does it actually do anything to give it a, a white? I think, I think one of the like strange criticism I heard was contrast paints are shit. Buy an airbrush and then shade it, and I'm like, <laughs> if you can if you can afford an airbrush, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's a it's a decent system. I'm gonna give it a, a strong meh for now. I mean, it's. Uh, I I want to try it on some like real batch painting before I. I, I actually give it a proper verdict because I think that's where it's gonna that's where it's gonna shine. It's not gonna what... be for doing like one dude. And that's where it really like comes through, I guess, for something that you and me and like Chris and Jimmy might take for granted. When you start doing batch painting, you usually do like some recipe of your own and then you forget it, you can't do it for a while. Oh yeah. With these yeah. ones you just bring out can one, two, three, it's consistent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to batch paint 20 great swords. I'm going to do them five at a time. And that's going to be a process of, like, what, two, three months before I get the first 10 even ready. So, yeah, by then I will have forgotten what paints I used, how I undercoated them, what the fuck I did, what I was wearing, what I was eating. I don't know. What you drink? Oh, that that's easy. Beer. Always beer. <laughs> you make your own beer, we know. Never forget. Never forget. Get drunk. Exactly. No, so no, I'm like, gonna try I, the I uh, yep. yeah the the contrast paints uh, doing doing some batch painting. I'm gonna try them on the the great swords because now I have got the front rank done. Uh, so doing the the other basic dudes behind, it's gonna be like yeah, I'm not gonna spend as much time on those. Might as well use contrast paint. See how that goes. No, I think that's a great idea. Probably gonna counter your meh with a strong yeah. Mm. It might work. It's gonna work in instances. It's not really if you're. If you're thinking like, okay, I've got the basics down, I can do wet blending, feathering, highlighting, like stuff like that. <laughs> Basically, just words I picked up in late white <laughs> uh, I don't know how to feather. Fancy so. words. 
<laughs> I love. I know how to do the matrix inoculation thingy, Kajirger. Uh, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. If you want to start out doing some basic stuff and improve, then give him a whirl. If you want to try something new and maybe just give it a shine, if you want to paint Skaven or Beastmen, I think they're going to be perfect. Yeah, if you're painting 100 Skaven slaves, fucking go contest paints, you idiot. Strong words of recommendation. <laughs> you know what I, do you know what I came to think about just the other minute before we started this? It's been a while since they had made to order. Yeah. What was the last thing? It was like the Halfling Hot Pot or something, wasn't it? Yeah, the Halfling Hot Pot. And did they do Crumping Cooks fighting root cocks? Uh, I don't remember. I just remember the, the Hot Pot and not much. Yeah, shit. It's so funny because in the old Hammer groups, they're like, oh shit, they're fucking up the Hot Pot pricing again. <laughs> because the Halfling Hot Pot has been like a consistent note of currency. Like, I'll pay one and a half Hot Pot, which is just ah. like 50 euros. And they're like, it's going to fuck up the market. Now everything's in shambles. Yeah, and one of those discussions Quick, was like... Use but the if... classic Emperor Carl Franz on, on Griffin. Oh, yeah. Surprising. Or like Valton, the entire combination. If you got Valton on foot, Valton on horse, and Exalted Valton, that's like 100 euros. Ooh. Yeah, I, I saw some, some Valtons on, on sale on Swedish eBay the other day. So if you're interested, and we release this episode sometime soon, check it out. They might still be there. Yeah, Switch Ship is pretty great, actually. Yeah, yeah, you can find some, some good stuff. Problem this is segment is sponsored by the Swedish State of Tourism. <laughs> yeah, problem is that people actually usually know what it's worth when they post it, or the people bidding on it actually knows what it's worth. So you can't really make any any sweet deals except for what i did when i picked up the the steam tank but apparently, yeah apparently like sweden germany and england is like the primo european states for knowing the value of old hammer it's yeah. like we're all the top evaluators are which is a thing we, buy, we recycle the old things again and again <laughs> my mind just immediately goes to like a harrowed survivor of the second world war yes <laughs> i remember walking into the games workshop i bought the first of the demonettes Crab clawed bullshit. Yet I have them <laughs> in the box. Newly sealed, mint, still smells of the fats of the day. Yes. 25 euros. Not including yes. postage. <laughs> Always. That's where they get you, the postage. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love when they're like, get up. I'm like, listen, I don't know where Brumel is. <laughs> I don't know how to get there. I ain't got a car. There's no subway going there. I'm not. I can't wrestle a naked female to the ground to pick up my fucking package. <laughs> Just send it. Whoa, 69 Swedish kroners? No, get out of here. Get out of here with your bullshit. Then <laughs> you can just don't get on out. So, with those slightly demeaning comments, I think we're ready to actually move into the next segment proper. Oh yeah, it's good that you're steering this ship because I'm just I'm just gonna talk. So, well, that's perfect. Just need to have fun. Do you think we should have like one of those classy breaks that Chris usually has? Ha! No, I can I can pee in a can. I don't need I don't need no breaks. <laughs> why did you Why did you immediately take that as a challenge? Like, what's that? Where your mind go? Are you not allowed in the house again, Jens? Is that what this no, is about? I, I'm in the I'm I'm outside of the house. I'm I'm just uh, podcasting in the bush. I'm in the no no corner. <laughs> like That's you know what you did. Am. Get in the no no corner. That's where I usually am. So. For this next segment, we're going to do a quick, brief talk against everybody's favorite backdrop, demons. More yeah. specifically, actually, chaos in general, 4th edition. Demons! Ooh, should I get some books out? Do I have some books about demons? 
if you wanna, I'm like holding the Realm of Chaos, 4th edition, from 97. Uh, the Hordes of Chaos, 6th edition. Yeah, yeah, I got the, the Hordes of Chaos. Yeah. And I'm gonna grab... And I have like Beasts of Chaos, 6th edition too. Good, good. Uh, I don't see that in my collection here, but I'm gonna grab the 4th edition Champions of Chaos book as well. Just so we have some material. This is not at all for us to brag about all the books we have. Oh no. Oh yeah, we got so many books. Killed so many trees too to fill this collection. You have the best books, the best guys. You wouldn't even believe it. They've been in all the realms. So cool, so cool. So demons. That's me doing Tamarcan. <laughs> yeah, I think Nicholas still has my Tamarcan book, but I'm not using <laughs> You're never that. getting it back. <laughs> I know, now. I know. But in, that's why he moved. In like ten years, I can like. Yeah, the, the going price of a Tamarcan book is like $50 million. You owe me, you owe me $50 million. It is, though. It's just ridiculous by this point. Any, war, any Forge World fantasy book is just like insanely priced now. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay, so just to like soft drop this in, what's the segment going to be about? Well, we're going to have a specific demonic, chaotic, bestial. I was going to say bestiality, but it's a different show. <laughs> Check back later for Seeker's Patreon. Yeah, Patreon I'm special. I'm kidding. Unless you pay for it, in you know, which case I'll I'll, I'll do anything, man. Yeah, some ASMR and bestiality stuff. <laughs> I'll paint like these bird flamers from back in '97. And uh, no, we're gonna talk just generally about if you want to play Chaos in Sixth Edition, what does it entail? Where did like the great divide start? Because I know that a big point of contention for a lot of players, myself included, is that in sixth edition, it's actually when they split all the different factions of chaos. Yeah, uh, I think around the changing of millennium, which always sounds like an amazing thing to say, <laughs> was part of the changing of the millennium when depravity struck, and yeah. basically we went from the realm of chaos list over to the hordes of chaos list, and in hordes of chaos, you could only have of course, you could have demons and warriors of chaos in one unified list. And about a year later, they put out the Beasts of Chaos army, which later on yeah, became those the Beasts. The uh, they were. Then, of course, they sort of flip flopped on it because they had Storm of Chaos uh, half a year later. And a Storm of Chaos, you could play unified whatever you wanted because everybody went together under Archon. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, but if, if we're just going to like jump into something if you check out the lords section of the hordes of chaos book which is the the book to use for sixth edition then he has a a rule that says mortal and demonic generals if your general is a demon i.e he has the demonic special rule demonic units count as core units and mortal units count as special units in your army if your general is a mortal i.e he does not have the demonic special rule mortal units count as core units and demonic units count as special so that's the way to like mix and match in your army. You can still you can still take some some mortal dudes and some demons, but there's no way to fit beastmen into this one yet. No, and I mean that's exactly how it used to work way back in fourth edition. If you had like a beastman general, then I think if I remember off the top of my head, have K Wars of Chaos as special units and demons as rare, and then you just sort of inverted it. Yeah, yeah, something so depending like that on seems who your general possible. Yeah. And the funny part is that like 10 years later, they flip-flopped on it again, and then they released Legions of Chaos for the end times uh, in the Glothkin book, which was, I believe, the second book out of five 
And in Legions of Chaos, they basically took the Beastmen, who had been updated for two editions, and gave them a new ambush in Primal Fury. Everybody could get marks, and just clarified, like, who can do what with what. Good for them. Because up to that point, yeah, there'd be no way, because allies wasn't really a thing. And yeah. Yeah. So, I guess, from a hobbying perspective, Jens, which, which is your favorite demon model of all time? Juan Diaz, Titty Demons! Demonettes! Yeah, you mean like demonettes, demonettes or Seekers? Yeah, the, or? the Demonettes, the Seekers, the, the Blood Letters. I mean, everything from that Storm of Chaos era. Mm-mm-mm. So sexy. Yeah, and I mean, the Demonettes are just modelingly super fascinating. I would actually recommend, uh, if you go to YouTube, there's an Outer Circle episode called The Demons of Chaos, What Broke the Fans, and it goes through all the different iterations, but... To me, the demons of Slanish are the, by far the most interesting one. In second yeah, edition, I mean, you I had do, like, the like the crab uh, bald ones. Yeah, I, I do like all of the demons. I mean, the the teens demons are very cool. The the Nurgle demons all very cool. But for a favorite sculpt, I mean, it it has to be the the Juan Diaz one. I agree, and like the Juan Diaz seekers because they give both a sense of motion. Oh yeah, so, and they just so cast fluid. one point. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just one big piece of metal. Yeah. There's, the, there's no separation between rider yeah. and model. Isn't the the legs uh, on the steed and the torso separate? I don't know. No. They're just one piece. Mm. The ones I bought, at least. I hope they're not like copies. That's, metal, uh, that's impressive. Yeah, and like they have uh, the pleasure master or something, the pleasure seeker, the yeah. like sergeant or leader. And she's actually sitting like she's haunching, like she's ready to jump off. Yeah. So cool. Which makes it perfect for converting because back in the day, and this is also something you need to remember with Hordes of Chaos. In Hordes of Chaos, the only steed you could take was a steed of Slanish. You didn't have like the Nurgle Panquin, you didn't have the Discus Sinch, you didn't have like uh, the Brass Beast of Corn. That back came in, in our day. You didn't have all that fancy new stuff. You didn't, and it's so fun because in Storm of Chaos they basically like, uh, this is how we converted all of the cool shit we put in here, like yeah, uh, like uh, the the chariots, uh, and the yeah, like a herald, the chariots. They're like, this is how you do it. Use our models. Yeah, those were the times. They were. So just going from like the 1997 Realm of Chaos, which is very adaptable, and I love how they have like color plates and pictures just for of the studio's own models and they go like that's nice this the new current ball is a chaos sorcerer lord of chaos undivided he cost 416 points it does give you example on how to do it yeah gotta force death dealers just like badass conversion again a point of contention that i really love about the old editions they're like we took this model and we cut it in part and then we took some cork and we just made a new guy you should do the same yeah yeah there was a lot of that going around and even back then, like, uh, with the her- hermaphroditic, like, bikini-clad wearing, bald demonettes, you had essential elements. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, there was like still some, uh, yeah, there was still something sexual about them in a, in a weird way. Do you remember the old item, the rod, what is it, the rod of pleasure, which, like, basically yeah. looks like a horse dick on just a spire? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a dildo. How the fuck did this vet the process? <laughs> How much cocaine did you guys do before this passed on through? So much. So much. So much. Way back in 4th edition, they really codified a lot of things that would go on become like mainstay tropes of chaos. 
And again, I'm going to refer back to the Hyborian Tales as well as the Gilgamesh Tale of Enkidu. Basically, it's dark pacts, ancient wizards, and also, surprisingly, muscular and swole wizards wearing <laughs> oh, yeah. plate. It is decrepit old skeleton man. Yeah. They even had like demonic wards, chaotic wards, chaos armor. And again, it's like... Uh, you have a wizard. Is he a chaos sorcerer? Yes. Is he a master sorcerer? No. Then draw two cards from the spell deck. Yeah. Complicated stuff. Do you, did you know that chaos demons way back in Forfeit actually had demon, demon, demonic animosity rules? They could just mm, fight one another? No, I did not know that. They could. It's <laughs> it's an entire shard. It's like even like the, like the orc one. Mm. One to two, they just charge one another. Three yeah. to four, they stand still. Five to six, it's okay. And it's just if you have, if you have like corn next to Siege. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And you have like the classic just dressing. You have the cloud of flies, the words of chaos, of gifts you can give. And then of course, Lost and the Damned, which became his own book. Basically, do you want to make an ogre character? Yes, here's the stat beast, stat beastman character. And you have. East, trolls, dragons, and then they just tell you how to make your own encounters and beasts and what you can make them out of. Nice. And like the OG disc of Cinch back in 4th edition, which is scrapped for 6, looks like a flying McRib with like a mandray mouth. Yeah. Yeah. That's a joke, and I'm sorry about that. And they go through with like the different one. And I remember when we interviewed Thomas Pirinen, he actually spoke about Archon being one of the first characters that they put in here and him making it the primary character later on for the Storm of Chaos. And like the Skull Takers and Ogres. And yeah, this, uh, I'm getting a tear dry because I've never played with this fourth edition list, but it's so damn rich. Like, here's a Beastman, yeah. here's an Ogre. And the unification of basically the outcast, the damned, and the rejects of society going together to fight for a greater thing is something that historically, of course, you could find in the Crusades and Jihads and the reinvention of like the social orders of China as well. People coming together to fight for something greater. It just happens to be demonic alignments in this case, but still. But you still, know, the, the, idea is, uh, the idea in itself is very nice. The road to hell truly is paved with good intentions. Oh, yeah. And then I'm going to go like to Slanish the Dark Prince in 6th edition. And it's so interesting because they went from hermaphroditic like crab demons to like this leonine, almost like cat-like with raised foreheads and like one horn languishly going over the headline. Big like black eyes, sensual movements. These look way more like a seductive demon than anything else. Yeah, because I remember reading some uh, some old fluff like this um that get like slaughtered slash turned on by demonet. Oh god, I mean, it wasn't even me. It was like sexy crab demon. It was like <laughs> yeah, tentacle was hair. And I, I, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know what man. happened. Suddenly, I did some anniversary. Shit. Some powerful stuff. Yeah, and I mean, you have the seductive traits there, like they've rocked a titty out and they've got like a thong, but also they have like <laughs> a huge fucking horn coming up and their hands end yeah. in. Razor cloth, filon talons, that'll tear you in two. So you have like yeah. the confusion boner, yeah, yeah, exactly. owner, it's, like the uh, boner. It's, it's really the the confusion boner. That's uh, that's a great way to put it. And these are also like Slanish in sixth edition, which is also like fifth edition Warhammer 40k. It's in like a watershed moment for Games Workshop in general, because the assumption is that a lot of parents 
went in and saw Slanesh being feed uh, next also to like the disgusting Nurgles who weren't too gross in this day. They were basically like small ogres wielding scimitars looking badass. And you had like, yeah, you didn't have the alien blood layers anymore. You had like the normally characterized one, the ones you really like. Yeah, the, the axe guys, yeah. Yeah, people were like, apparently, apparently a large amount of people, I'm going to assume they were angry parents who didn't know what the fuck we were talking about, angry got pissed off about like, like Karen things. or something. I demand to talk to the manager. That model has a breast out. Which one? You mean the one like decapitating two dudes or one like blading around in blood? Sir, sir, I'm not here for your semantics. One of them has a female breast. I can see a nipple. Yeah, but like which one? The one like tearing a dude in two or the one like dancing in blood? I don't care about the violence. She has a tit. It's wrong. This is not how God intended it. It's not how man made woman. No, no, this is a yeah. demon, you see. Yeah, it's uh, it's wrong. Yeah, and then we then we got like the ghoulish, more demonic, like eighties hair to the wind, newer demonettes, which are fine. I'm just it's just not my favorite. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like uh, wrong. It's a, it's a you get a favorite. You the... can drink other stuff. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. It's okay. I mean, use them. Uh, they look pretty cool. This thing is fucking awesome. The new keeper of secret dude looks fucking cool. Yeah, they're more like languid and sensual in their movements. Like the demonets yeah. they did in sixth edition is very static, and that sort of annoys. Yeah, this, now nowadays they're more like some sort of weird leather sex club, erotic than weird fear boner confusion erotic. And isn't fear boner the greatest unifying force in the universe? If you think about it, I would it? say so. I would say so. So would I. See, we've reached peace here. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite books for Chaos is the Beast of Chaos book. <laughs> because, how do I explain this? Okay, so, gents, as you know, I'm just using you as the talking tool here. Oh, yeah. As you know, in the modern Warriors of Chaos, you have like Dragon Ogres, and you have the Lizard Man, and the Shagots, and like the Bile Trolls, and Chaos Ogres. What if I told you that all of the shit I just mentioned was originally in the Beastman list? Ooh. Yeah, that would uh, <laughs> like that minotaurs, would shock me. dragon ogres, those chaos ogres, chaos giants, all of that shit used to belong to beastmen. It's OG beastmen stuff. It is, because as you can see, they are beastmen. And then the seventh edition codex came around, and they took all of that and gave it to chaos warriors. And for some reason, they didn't just merge the books again. To me, a really strange reason, because it didn't. I can't imagine it making them a lot of money. I never, I literally never saw a Beastman list playing like back in the day. Yeah, I, I have uh, a memory of at least in 8th edition that they were very shitty. I don't remember it in 7th edition, but I can't imagine that they were a powerhouse of an army. <laughs> I gotta summarize that even with the newest Kodaks on the block, they still weren't good. Like Skaven yeah. would just trump them, roll them up handling and put them in a bag. That sounds about right. Yeah. The thing was, the Beasts of Chaos lists from 6th Ed is just fascinating because you could make like a Minotaur dedicated Cinch, which makes it ridiculously expensive, of course, but you could have a level 3 Wizard Minotaur. That is poor. You, yeah, or you can have a Minotaur of Slanish that's like Fearless and a plus Leadership and Initiative. You can make a Dragon Ogre of Corn. Whatever sort of beast you want to do, you could give it a mark and adapt it to its particular role. Can't have Slanish and Corn the same army. You can't have like directly antagonistic characters together. 
you're yeah. just not allowed. I think the abuse potential was there, but people were just asked to rein it in, and it worked. Yeah, that's the that's the good way to do it. I think just uh, have the potential for people that eh, maybe you shouldn't. Yeah, and I mean, looking at eighth edition <laughs> demons, I use that book as late as today, and again, you can see the potential for abuse. But I think people should just re- restrain it. And I get if you're going to a tournament, the lore is obviously there to just like kick ass. Yeah. But yeah, the Beasts of Chaos list also have like the Chaos Ogres, which is basically like ogres com- just composed and converted by chaotic evil energy. This is before like the entire Great Maw for Ogre Kingdoms came yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, I remember that those they, can't be. they were pretty skinny, yeah. Yeah, they were like pretty skinny and they were like meager and cannibalistic. Yeah. And then they spoke about shit like the Fimir, which had been away for a while, and like the Chaos Etin, which is a two-headed giant. giant mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I have vague even. memories of that. Yeah, and they put all of this came back, back in the Monsters Arcanum. Hmm, pretty cool. Yeah, it is. And just, again, like what we love at 6th edition, the amount of versatility and options you could change and options that you really had to create a thematically correct army were all in Beasts of Chaos. And even said, like, hey, feel free to ally with Warriors of Chaos or Demons of Chaos. These books work together. Again, yeah, pretty do, late do a cool army. That. Yeah, yeah oh, but yeah. also said, like, don't forget to buy these books for this book. Buy more stuff. <laughs> don't buy forget to books. spend more money. Yeah. Someone came in today and we played Warhammer Fantasy and said, oh, this game, isn't this just like basically pay to win? I'm like, if you're asking me if you buy some models who might be better than others if you pay more money, then yes. Yes, that is something you can do, I yeah. guess. You can, if you want to, just as with life, I guess. Yeah, that's actually what I'm like, how would that differ from any other part of your life? And it got very yeah. pissy. And then he just asked where the toilet was, so I assumed he went to the wrong room. Again, I don't know why. <laughs> no one knows. So yeah, no one knows. We're going to get back at a later date talking more specifically about Demons of Chaos and my favorite, the Beastmen of Chaos. Mm-hmm. Basically, all you need to do, if you want to play like one of the new role-playing games, pick up both The Last of the Dams and the Realm of Chaos. And what was the name of the book you had? Warriors of Ch- Heroes of Chaos? Uh, Champions of Chaos. Yeah. It's all These the, are great companion books. Yeah, they're great stories. companion books, even today. They have a lot of yeah. like fluff story. They are sent to a chaos warrior. If you want to know stuff about the uh, like the god, do you remember the uh, before the storm of chaos? They had like all of the different gods' champions getting Ooh, like yeah. A, yeah a little backstory piece, like three or four pages. Like Stirkar, the corn uh, guy, and uh, I can't remember him, but he was the Slanish guy. Yeah, the That's guy with like the giant uh, bun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that guy, that, that stuff was fucking the, the tits reading that. Yeah, they have like one of my favorite uh, cinch models in there. You know the guy who looks like he's a bird guy in a hood? Yeah, yeah. Half, close, there's half a bunch bird, of faces. Uh, yeah, half-melted bird face man. Yes, with, and he has like a chaos familiar who's just literally a melted bird on a plate. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking awesome. And so I, have you I ever been like... The, the corn yeah. guy was pretty cool. And the, the Nurgle guy was just a regular Nurgle guy. Yeah, it was like a flail, right? <laughs> Yeah. So, have you ever been like chaotically uh, interested, curious, Jens? Uh, yeah, I did some uh, some chaos stuff for time, but that was a while ago, so it it didn't look very good. But I've never had like a, a Warriors of Chaos army, but I, I could be I could be swayed into into trying out some stuff. I mean, Beastmen are a very very cool army, and demons. Mm. 
if you if you if I was to over, like trip over a, a cache of Juan Diaz titty demons, I wouldn't. Uh, I would paint them before other stuff. If a trench coat clad stranger wearing like a fedora, <laughs> so you couldn't see his eyes, but you could like sense a hoof under his ears, just came to your house and offered you a bag of Juan Diaz demonets in exchange for your home, and you'd be like, "Fuck yeah, Mister! You have a deal." You have all kinds of dark compacts. <laughs> yeah. I sold my Actually, soul long ago, but you can have my house for, for Juan Diaz. <laughs> Just fight the other devil for my soul. <laughs> yeah. He smells the brimstone. Uh, no, basically, I remember like once of the first time when we went to play like at, not attorney, but like, you know, hey, bring your army to Fantasia in Stockholm. Yeah. We have a bunch of like other confused teenage guys and girls playing. And my friend brought his, like, not, I wonder if it was Amazon. He'd got, like, a couple of mm. uh, trolls, river trolls, like, thrown up, I think. And we showed up at Fantasia and had, like, six trolls. And another dude was like, hey, you want to play a game, shit fucker? And it's like, yeah, let's play. And he rocked up with some beastmen. And he also had trolls. So Ooh. he had to have, like, a troll off in a river in the middle. <laughs> I say a river, but I think it's, like, fun. basically, it's, like, yeah, blue painted almost. <laughs> yeah. Over like a shitty cardboard bridge. Nothing too complicated. In our minds, yeah, in our minds, obviously it was the greatest of playing fields. Oh yeah. And my guy, Orcan Goblins, could like walk in water, and the Chaos Trolls couldn't, and he has to beat him to death viciously. Uh, yeah, because they were regular Chaos Trolls. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, heady days, and my grave yeah. guards like walked into the river and died, <laughs> <laughs> because I think back they had to take like a toughness test. No, a strength hmm. test. And Graveguard are toughness four, strength three. So they just oh, died poor guys. immediately. <laughs> yeah. We are dead, but we still die to water. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, I guess, that's uh, humorous. I guess it gets to like one of those moments, why do they die from drowning? And Chris is like, how do they play the flutes? And like, <laughs> how do they use any <laughs> of the instruments? How do they have banners, Christopher? And I'm like, jeez. Oh, no, so, yeah. Basically, this is like a light starter fair. This is like the petty food just to get you interested. And in a future episode, we're going to talk a bit more about demons. If you think I'm wildly off the mark here, and you think like beastmen are the shittiest, and you're like worst chaos for life, you love these but like squawking. To be fair, they are very, very in on the playing field. Oh yeah, at least for eighth edition. I played, I played thirty-two in a block today in eighth edition. Yeah. They fought off, I think, 40 storm vermin in a bell. Mm. And they got charged by like a chaos wheel in the side. I am somewhat impressed. Yeah, it really turned around once my shaman gave me plus one strength and toughness and then blew himself to hell because <laughs> he irresistibly forced and he killed nine gores, but I think like almost 12 storm vermin. He did his job. He really did. I'm like, well, hey, at least I got my spell off. And my friend's like, oh, do you think that's a fair trade right now? I'm like, I'm going to win this combat. And then, like, my Slanish Beastman came in. Again, if you ever want to try out having, like, a unified army of chaos, look at the Glotkin rules part for the end times, if you want to do Eighth Ed. Yeah. Because they do just put everything together, and they're like, this is your core. This is your heroes. But they also actually make the ambush rule a lot clearer. And they also make Primal Fury rules a lot clearer because in the past, it was not super clear how you could do either of these things in a tangible way. And also, uh, way back in 6th Ed, 
you couldn't like stack your beastmen in a normal way. They were all ambushers and all skirmishers. Yeah, and you they were like, have, like half skirmish, uh, some half skirmish rules. Yeah, it's like semi skirmish. I don't know what to call it, but no, you're entirely correct. It got very, very, very weird, very strange. Strange. So, do you have like any heady stories of past conquests and when you played the demons? Or the beastmen? Mm, I haven't played that many demon players. Just uh, not beast played some some chaos dudes from time to time. But I mean, uh, I, I'd love to face your uh, beastmen sometime. That would be fun. Get you off your skeleton ways and turn you onto the path of the beast. Yeah, I'd be I'd be down now. Uh, they do oh, all yeah. have bows. I I shake the six dead. I have ungers with bows. It has to be ungers with uh, like 10 of them in the back line for a beastman yeah. unit. But apparently like someone came up to me like, hey, do you want to win? You should just like take chariots. Just take like beastman chariots. I'm like, uh, yeah, probably, but that's not how I want to play. It's like, why don't you want to win? No, I want to play my beastman. That's, that yeah. should imply that I don't want to win, that I'm playing beastman. <laughs> Pretty much. Should we like cover the thematic description? Just beastmen, what they're from or... Yeah, we can do that. I mean, uh, all that I know is that they poop everywhere. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, there are two stories I guess I should tell in parallel. The first one is the historian. A strong inspiration historically, as far as I can understand it, from like the maddened conceived uh, rivals of Rome. Mm-hmm. You have both the Gallic tribes in Northern England, which is super funny because most English see the former Celtic as heroes or just insane madmen who fought naked in the combat with Wod, which is blue clay yeah. on them. Men are. They're anathema to all sort of civilization. They look upon the works of men they and feel like, like a, Yeah, they, they feel like main compulsion booze. to destroy it. Yeah, booze they like. Yeah. But Up. Yeah. Love to party, love to smash civilization. And they have an innate connection to more sleep, like the cursed moon. Because yeah. when more sleep waxes highest point. I had to recall if it's wax or vain, but yeah, wax. Uh, then they have like a big murder orgy. And in particular, debauched uh, noblemen go into the forest and are allowed to participate in orgies. Mm, uh, in, in orgies. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah, apparently, they're like, anyone can join. Everyone right, can. You have the taint of corruption, so you're allowed to participate. Nice. You probably shouldn't hang around for breakfast the day after because they're cannibalistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be a weird like walk of shame out of the, out of the woods the day after. <laughs> Father, mother, you should accept my new moo bride. She loves us. <laughs> Don't let Guess it who's into coming the house. to dinner now, Dorf? No. Oh, no, some yeah. man shall marry a minotaur. She's not even a she, please. I, I'm a Slanish worshipper. I do not care about gender. <laughs> yeah, like emo rock Slanish. Uh, no, so the historical context, of course, is both the Germanic and the Celtic tribes. Uh, anathema to civilization lives in the woods, perceived fighting in an un- uncoordinated mess that often threatens to overwhelm. The classic examples, of course, being the Germans' losses in the Teutoburg Forest, as well as the necessity of building Hadrian's Wall. Yeah. I.e., tremendous threats to what we perceive to be civilization. Now, in the games workshops where I'm fantasy battles, they are. They have an innate compulsion to destroy all the works of men. Actually, they feel like they feel sick close to civilization and they can't help but attacking them. I'm not justifying beastmen, it's just how do they work. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. The beastmen have three different sort of like beastmen races. You have the shaman, who has the biggest, the shaman, not the shaman, the shaman. Oh shit, shaman. Shaman, come on, shaman. Yeah, yeah. anyway. 
magic dude. He has big curly horn, more like a goat, and he has a lighter skin. He has yeah, a name they connection have curly to horns, magic. right? They're the only ones who have the yeah, curly they do. horns. Like a ram. Yeah. Like in the metal ones, when you had like two different casts. Uh, they are like the they are a combination between a lore master and a bard. They walk from tribe to tribe and they follow particular leaders. They're respected, and nobody really fights them, which is unusual because yeah, the yeah, they're like these yeah. decided they kill them. The the guys who walk around and like stir up trouble. Yeah, like the standard archetypical Gandalf or Odin character. You know, they wander yeah. from tribe to tribe. They find the strongest one. They're like, yes. Yes, you Grozak one eye, you strong, but not as strong as they Grozak three eyes and like fight to the death. The Beastmen characters or bands meet up, like two smaller bands of 20 dudes. Their gores, their war gore, which is like the biggest guy with the biggest horn who gets the biggest food, the greatest food, he yeah. fights the other war gore, fights for like days with weapons or without weapons, and the winner assimilates the loser's tribe. Sometimes he's allowed to live as a particularly good general, but mostly he's just executed on the spot. Uh, you, then you have just the normal sort of new horns, I guess. Not like goat horns, but it goes straight up. The yeah. more advanced and the higher horns, the more special you are. Sorry. Yeah, the, the, the bigger horns, uh, the that's easy. Yeah, it's like a status symbol. The yeah. third cast is the war gores. The Wargors is basically the specialized shock infantry, and they're not unknown to just guide their own groups. Jens, you there? I'm losing you. Yeah, I, I lost you. I think my, my phone is doing weird things. Ah, it's because this fucking iPad connected to the Wi-Fi. There we go. It should be better. That's a lot better. Yeah. Much. So the Wargors are basically like counts or dukes. Uh, they're anointed only the tribes. But in time of great conflict, when many wargors are fight, they'll gather around a large fire around the herdstone, and the shaman will proclaim a new combat. And if the Valib, a beast lord shall arise. Mm, the big guy. Be yeah, a really big guy. The beast lord is basically, he's almost like a different breed. He's taller, he's more muscular, he has an innate tactical comprehension. Like basically, okay, first we hide behind the trees, then we charge them, <laughs> then we surround and charge them, and we take Ooh, their shit. And poop on their banners. <laughs> they do actually, they do capture banners just to defile them, just like how they'll torture humans. They're innately sadistical, but they know that if they torture people, then they can use fear as a weapon. Yeah. So that's like two different casts. You have the Wargors, and then you have the Shamans, and the Gors are under the Wargors. Like, what's the third one I hear you ask? The shitty Ungors. <laughs> or the Uggos, as I call them. <laughs> Uggos, that's pretty good. Yeah. Basically, the Ungors are pale, small-horned scavengers forced to live at the very rims of society, abandoned kids in a forest taken in by the beastmen. Anyone who has a chaotic deformity can join the beastmen in combat, but are usually relegated to the Ungor way of life. They live on the fringes, they're used as scouts, basically they force them with pointed sticks against the enemy combatants, they're shooting, stuff like that. Pretty cool. Pretty cool dudes. <laughs> Classic World War II, you know, Stalin-esque uh, regimes. <laughs> yeah, you can join us, but you will go with these shitty guys. Uh, another part of, uh, of course, the mainstay beastman army is uh, minotaurs. Mm -hmm. One a wandering beastman army will usually find like one to three minotaurs just parting it up in the woods or just eating people and ply them with alcohol abuse and have them join their army. 
I remember reading somewhere that minotaurs like guard stones or something. Can't remember exactly what they were guarding, but they guard stuff. Entirely correct. Uh, it's sort of vague in the lore, but it's implied that they have an intuitive comprehension to the land. They're like the, they're directly antagonistic of Aphelorin. Instead of watching the waystones, they like guard herd stones that defile the land and work as a nexus for power. Mm. And the greatest among them is, of course, the Blood Reed, which is a Minotaur leader. And he, actually, unlike Wargors and the Wargors, a Minotaur leader is not chosen, but respected. So nobody like tries to jostle him or fight him. It's like, we'll follow him. Yeah, he's, he's the guy in charge. He is, and the other, it's like, there's not a fight about it. You're like, nope, he's the biggest guy. I ain't gonna fight him. I know it's gonna end. Yeah, get smushed if I try. Yeah. Then you have, of course, like the the Medicilania. Chaotic spawn or like attack dogs locked up in pens and just released. You have the war dogs, which is dogs if used with chaotic energy, either by eating other beastmen or just arcane rituals. Mm-hmm. Then you have like the oft-mentioned beastmen. They don't really covered in books anymore. The Fimir, <laughs> the lizard-faced, uh, mist-dwelling, women-abducting serial rapists of the old world. So horrific, they even got ridden out of the lore after two <laughs> editions. Too rapey. Yeah, I imagine like a fortual meeting where it sounds like, hmm, and writing too rapey and just circling with a red marker. I think they've got <laughs> it, sir. This is perfect. <laughs> It'll sell like cakes. Also, like respected is the oh, dragon yeah. ogres. I mean, it's like super fast. And I didn't even know about it. They're like an ancient race that lived in the old world forever. Yeah, and they traded their souls to chaos for some reason. I think they traded it because they worship chaos as the great lightning bringer, bring the greatest storm to ever end the world. Mm. So you sort of absorb energy from lightning. Yeah, because they like sleep, sleep all day, like for for thousands of years, and then like when a big storm comes on, they'll be like, "Yeah, time to wake up and go fuck up some shit." A storm of chaos, one might even say. Ooh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, I mean. You have stuff that's a bit more exotic, like one of my favorite sculpts, the Praetan, which is, is which is a defiled great stag of Athelorin. Defiled Ooh. yeah, defiled and basically like tortured and fused with a Pegasus almost. So it looks like an insane blood lusting carnivorous stag with humongous elk horns and bat like prehensile wings. That is weird. And feathers. Yeah, I mean it's a flying monstrous beast. And they can use that? Is there, is there a model for that? There is. It was released in the Fort World book, also the Monsters Arcanum, next to Ooh. the Edin and the Basilisk and the Cockatrice. And you can either use it just like add it to your army for chaos, or like you can summon it from a scroll. Oh yeah, the Bind scrolls. The I forgot that. <laughs> the scrolls. The scrolls. Yeah. Another obscure joke. And basically, that's how it works. I'm not going to go through any of the special characters, because we'll save that for another time. Yeah, I've got the two Beastmen one in, in a book here that we can we can go through their different iterations, like 8th edition someday. Yeah, I'd love to do that, because See they have changed a lot. Yeah. There's actually like one super disturbing character, which is known as, I think, yeah, the son of Morsleep. And he descended in a chaotic, like warpstone rock. Yeah, warpstone egg from, the, from moon. the moon. Yeah, yeah, that's. A, that's and they a can't kill him. Yeah, Ariel has tried to like kill him, but he always keeps getting reborn. Yeah. 
And the Wolves of Sears are freaked out because he keeps reincarnating faster and faster. And they're like, what happens when he reaches critical mass? Yeah. Maybe we should stop killing him. See what happens. <laughs> yeah, I think they did that in end times. It ends with like the world tree getting maggots from the inside. Oh, that's no good. Maggots. Oh. <laughs> Fun to be like the the craft work on that one. Yeah, I see the Broadmere. You've got maggots in your life tree. <laughs> gonna cost you pretty dog. Yeah, that's not gonna be fun to get rid of. That's not gonna be cheap. And also, you have like one of the characters is the Ungol Fourhorn, which is an Ungol who's pushed for four four long, hmm. for too long. Sorry for the lame pun. And he basically killed the leading gore and shaman and skinned them. And now he wears their joint horns on his head, like a grizzly trophy, to demand their respect. Badass. Yeah, and basically killing a shaman is a big no-no in Beast Society. It's like killing a bishop yeah. in Middle Ages Europe. Yeah. It's considered a bit of a bad form. And he wears this crown, and it does give him some magical power, and it can just be an upgrade for any Ungol unit. Cool. And then you have another... Shit, I shouldn't go through this. But basically, what you need to know is there's one Beastman character that is just a crazy man who thinks he's a Beastman and gets <laughs> insane chaotic powers. What that does he do? Cool. What sort of items does he have? I can hear you chomping in a bit now. Beastman lore. Mm-mm-mm. Also, I'm going to try and find uh, all the Beastman lore where they poop because there's a lot of that. <laughs> I'm like, you keep coming back to the feces a lot, and then I remember, and they do. They like yeah. shit a lot in these books. Like, they deface the work of men. Yeah, we get it. Like, they shit on stuff. Yeah, I remember reading somewhere that they like tear down the, the gates of, of some town and then they poop on them. It's like, what? That's... Yeah. And again, I mean, it's the, it's the anti intellectual understanding of just defacing that which you cannot create, which is a strong historical recurrence. Yeah. Like, the, the Romans got sacked. And one of the barbarians said, Ve Victus, which means woe unto yeah. the defeated. Like, people don't like to be shown off that other people can be civilized more than them. Or if you need, like, contemporary example, remember in Braveheart, when Mel Gibson's character spoke French, and the French Dauphin was like, oh, No! You are a homme de civilization? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the French words. And just one of the things I said I was leaning into, and I won't go too through deep for it. One of the reasons that there's such a jumbled piece of history for Beastmen, and you can pick this up for other sources better than me, but basically the Beastmen are vaguely founded in an old role-playing game called Gloranta. Mm-hmm. And there you had the Brew. And the Brew were like, the, if I remember correctly, the cursed offspring of a defiled goddess with literally anything, like with stones, rocks, animals, and just create more humans who are all beast-like in nature. Hmm. and they defile the works of man, and they have like a goat-headed. The thing is that Games Workshop as Citadel started doing miniatures for this. But ah. the, guy, the guy who did it claimed a lot of the IP, as did the people who actually owned Garanto, said, you guys can't do the brew anymore because we do not have a uh, unique licensing agreement. So Games Workshop basically said, okay, we won't do that. Now look at our army, the beast, <laughs> man! Not cool, Games Workshop. Uh, Games Workshop, who has uh, a stellar uh, reputation when it comes to bringing down other people who tries to use their IP. Yeah, like, I played Dark Eldar, and somebody once did, like, a resin model of the Hellion character. Yeah. Baron Satanix, and they, like, sued the shit out of him. It's just, like, yeah. some lonely dude in Russia. We haven't even released a model for this, and you have the audacity to do your own model and sell it to people. 
we've only had this codex out for less than a decade. How were we supposed to have time to make a, a model for that? There's simply no time. Now looky over here, a new space marine tank. We're yes. calling it the Whirlwind Scorpius. <laughs> yes. Classic Games Workshop. Yeah, and then you sue Chapter Studios. Yeah. So you should never forget, even though we love Warhammer Fantasy Battles, that Games Workshop from the beginning had a lot to do with other people licensed games. Yeah. That being said, they have a lot of original shit too, like the Fishmen, or like the Space Ratmen, and the Ratmen themselves is Gaven. So I'm not saying they're they're stealing people's idea. I'm saying inspiration comes and goes both ways. Yeah, so I feel like I've been talking your ear off, and you've been a really good chap. Do you have anything you want to say about Chaos? Uh, ooh, try it out. Sell your soul to one of the Chaos Gods and see what happens. Hey, Jens. Yeah? Favorite God. Real quick, answer. Corn. Ooh, bold. Mm. Yeah, it, it's simple. You, like, never meet anyone who's all corn nowadays? No, I mean, I'm, uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm all corn, but, I mean, I, I do enjoy the, uh, the basicness of just chopping people's heads off, not trying to overthink things. I think that's good. Make stuff easy. I, I'm like, oof, I, I could prefer to do all of them, but uh, most of all, like, slanish. <laughs> but it's rarely, like, the best rules. Yeah, it's a, it's a, if I have to do my top four, it's Corn, Slanish, Nurgle, and then Siege. Oh, you do hate winning. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. That is, have you seen my track record? <laughs> In a game, you beat the shit out of me. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I have seen your track record. but Yeah, I was at not winning than you. I, I remember my my noble characters and warriors standing in the street challenging you and you're like, no, this is a science fiction game and put monomolecular acid in the face. That's how you do it. <laughs> I'm like, hey, how do we calculate combat resolution? Yeah, how do I rank up my space marines? <laughs> Which I did. I just put them online <laughs> and advanced. No you shame. That way. Yeah, so anyway, this is like the soft intro for Demons and Beastmen. Uh, do you do Beastmen? Do you do Beastmen fillers? I've been, <laughs> I've been chasing after this tale for a while. Like uh, Beastmen, you've got chaos questions. If you want to hook up to players around your area, just uh, tell us. Yeah, we'll Actually, hook you up. Yeah, on that note... Hmm, wait, Jens, I think we actually had a, a request for a player looking for a player. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw something about that. I thought you guys had had, but uh, we'll find something here. Let's Give see. me a second. Da, 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 da. I found it, Kyle. Hold on. From somewhere. He lives in CT. I don't know where that is, but he would love to play a game with Hugo from episode 15. I don't know where that, who that is either. CT in New England. <laughs> where could that be? Connecticut? Is that Connecticut? Do I, I suck geography? geography. Give me a second. <laughs> New England City. Let's see who finds it first. Connecticut. Fuck yeah, I am good. It is Connecticut. So, Cal, yeah. if you want to hook up with these people playing fantasy in Connecticut, we'll set you up. Just give us a message. We'll be glad to sort it out. Yeah, Kyle wants to play against Hugo. I don't know who Hugo is. He was on episode 15. Uh, but hopefully he hears this and uh, we'll hook you up let us know I remember him Hugo wrote in and said he had an awesome army he was looking for a dude to play I do nice. remember him we'll make actually this makes me super happy because one of the reasons we did start a podcast is to make sure players could just play with new people so out. we just need to go through the mail basket 
And when I forget, Chris will help me because I don't yes, know technology. Yes. Someone will, someone will take care of this. So Jens, you and me, we've recorded episode, both of us. Yeah, I'm impressed by myself. <laughs> good job, you. First time in a decade. <laughs> yeah, good job, me. Yep. So that's us signing out. Bye bye. The old world lives. It lives. Lives. Also, fuck Tolaris. Yeah, with a with a massive rubber key. Yep.